0: Life isn't about avoiding the bruises, it's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Life Links with the DL
1: link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us.
0: LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL link.
1: Would like to welcome our guest onto the show today, Darren Thomas. Welcome. Thank you very, very much for joining us.
0: Hi, oh, Nikki. Thanks for having me.
1: I know that uh, your wife, Lauren, will be joining us as well just now. And um, as I said, I know that you were recently featured in Carte Blanche because of the amazing stuff that you're doing. But for our listen- listeners, Darren, I want to go back to – before that fateful night 13 years ago, I want to go back to the Darren prior to that, the rugby player, the, um, the kickboxer. Tell us who you were and, and how active you were and what your life looked like 13 years ago.
0: Yeah. So I, um, I pretty much was exactly that. I was just active. I, I played rugby. I did kickboxing. I was in the gym every day. Um, I was a real adrenaline junkie trying to, You know, riding jet skis, motorbikes, whatever would get my adrenaline pumping. And so I couldn't sit still for very long. Um, and yeah, that was me. That was who I was. I had a lot of friends. Um, and, and would, you know, we just, I'd socialize a lot. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty much a, a full active lifestyle of, of never really stopping.
1: And also, I mean, obviously you were very competitive and you did very well in that environment. How did the world look to you then, Darren?
0: Well, I mean, you know, being as competitive as I was, I, um, I played for the, the Lions 7s rugby side. I wanted to be a springbok. I did kickboxing. I did um, competitions. I, I wanted to go up in that and kind of looked like, you know, I, ha- I had everything ahead of me to, to you know, every opportunity to go and just keep on. I, I, I worked really hard, I trained really hard and, and I was really dedicated, you know.
1: Was that something, I mean, you know, when you, when you look at professional sportsmen, when you look at people who are so competitive and they do so well, you often go, Oh wow. I mean, where does that come from? Would you say, Darren, that your parents gave you this incredible strong mind, this strong ethic, um, commitment to whatever it was? Were you just always like that? Tell us a little bit about that, you know, how, so, how uh, it was you were so, so committed to what you were doing.
0: I grew up in a in a, a very positive household, and and my parents would always encourage me to to you know try my best at whatever I did, and and um and yeah, I mean I, I I grew up in a in a in a home where where you know it was a home of faith, and um and so it was always you know we always worked on the mindset you can really do whatever you put your mind to, you know as long as you work hard at it, and and that was really growing up from when I was younger, and and I think. You know, for where I am now, it it had a lot. To, it made a big difference, you know, to to mindset and and all the rest. It's just um, having that positivity and, you know, never getting that kind of news from anyone to say no, you can't do this or, or this this can't be done. You know, it, it it was never like that when I was younger. So, you know, just keep trying and keep pushing.
1: Mm. So so that's uh, giving our audience just an idea of who you were before um and and where you came from and your as you say your mindset at that time so let's talk about that fateful night if you can just share with us what happened darren
0: yeah so um it was three o'clock in the morning on a tuesday morning early um it was just a two two nights after the Rugby World Cup final in two thousand and seven um and um I had. Uh, bought my girlfriend at the time a little puppy, and she was staying with me. And she started barking, um, and uh, I woke up, and it was kind of, you know, I was I thought I was just being paranoid. I, I I thought I heard things outside, but I put the dog back to sleep and and kind of went back to bed. And a uh, couple of I think about twenty minutes later, um, I woke up and there were there were people in, in our house. Um, I was living with my parents at the time, and my dad had actually called me on the intercom to tell me that there were three guys at the gate. So I must be careful. Um, but we didn't know there were any really guys inside the house. So um, they heard me. They heard me speaking on the intercom, obviously, and they came up to my room, and that's where um, we got into. Uh, they obviously opened the door into me. I don't. I don't remember anything from then. Um, from before, when the puppy still woke me up. So um, the recollection is all what what doctors and all the rest said um the there was there were guys in the house the one guy that they thought would have stabbed me in the head with a screwdriver and um another one shot me point blank in the chest um my um the bullet missed my heart by a millimeter because my heart contracted as he fired the shot um It went past. It then hit my lung, which ruptured my lung, and then hit my spine, and then the bone fragments went into the spinal cord. And um, that's what caused uh, the damage. So I was left um, laying in, on the bedroom floor. And, um, you know, the guys eventually left, and my dad came down and found, found me there. And um, when he found me, I, I was awake, and I, I was praying. And, um, and then he rushed me to, had to rush me to the hospital because obviously I was losing so much, um, blood, you know, from the, the shot, the gunshot. And, um, and yeah, I just, that was it. And I remember waking up in hospital, uh, about a day later. And that was, that was all I remember.
1: Oh, just listening to this, Darren, and I'm sure everyone listening as well. Um, you know, you talk about your heart contracting and that saved your life. My heart's contracting just thinking about what a a horrendous, horrendous experience this was for you and for your family. We're going to take a quick break, Darren. After the break, we're just going to carry on talking about, you know, once you woke up and um, you realized what had changed in your life, what happened to you that night being stabbed and being shocked and one millimeter away from the bullet hitting your heart and fragments of the bone. Do you still feel something when you talk about it?
0: I do, yes. I mean, every time... You know, you've got to think back. It, it does, you know, it's, it's, it's always, I always get emotional when I tell my story. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times I tell it. Um, I can think about it and uh, it's, it, I feel like I'll be fine, but when I start speaking, sometimes it's, it's not possible to always go through it all with, without getting caught up, you know? Um, yeah. so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. I guess also just because when, when I think back of, of where that was and, and then where I am today, um, it's, it's a, yeah, it's been a long road and a, and a long journey. And so, um, it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes, you know, every time we yeah. think about it. Yeah. But I'm
1: sure it yeah. is. I'm sure. Yeah. And, 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 and so I just want to say that we, we appreciate you going there for us. Because we're, we're, you know, we're listening and we're connecting and we're, we're growing from your story. And so, yeah, yeah. thanks for going to that place because I feel yeah. that for you with Best. you. Yeah. 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 So, Darren, so when was it that you realized that, um, that you were paralyzed from the chest
0: down? So I, um, the doctors. Kind of came to me at first when I woke up I, I was um I didn't know what was going on and where I was and I, I, I wanted to just I had pipes and everything in me and I wanted to get them out and so I had to be calmed down um and uh and I think it wasn't immediately what they said they told me what happened and they told me that there's swelling at the moment you can't and you know you can't feel or move but um it's swollen and we don't know yet but then um yeah, you know, I pretty much got word from a doctor who was as blunt as could be and just told me that you'll never walk again, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and that was, that was difficult. It was, um, look, it was something that I, I never accepted, um, because I, I just believed that, that, um, you know, that God would heal me and, and that, that there would be a miracle. And I still believe it to this day, but, um, you know, we, 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 uh, I just, I never accepted it then in terms of, I just felt that every single day tomorrow would be better, and I'd still get up and walk out of the hospital, you know. And that was where that was where I, I kind of drew strength from, from the faith and from just believing that that things would get better day by day, and um, just trying to get stronger, you know.
1: So, so, so you talk about not accepting this diagnosis that you won't walk a, a, again, um, yeah. and then you say that it gave you the faith. Would you say? not accepting worked for you or, or worked against you? In other words, people talk about when you have challenges, yeah. acceptance is so important. But, you yeah, know, the, yeah. I'm, I'm now talking to someone, boy, have you had to accept or not accept it? If you can just expand on that.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's a good question because I, I often think of it. And in hospital, you know, I I, I thought, I, I, I believed every day that, that tomorrow would be better and that by the end of that, Term of three months where I was in the rehab, that I would get up and walk, and so not accepting it and having that attitude, I think helped me, and I think it was, um, you know, a way for me to push through and get through because I just, I just had the positivity to just keep going, you know, and tomorrow's going to be better. And although there were days that were really tough and um, couldn't always feel that 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 positive, I still had that. That drive to just say, it's going to get better. You know, I'm, I'm going to get up and it's, and I'm going to get stronger. And so, so I think not, not accepting it like that, it, it helped me, uh, especially get through those early times because it was tough.
1: It's kind of, so, so what I think I'm hearing is that you, you weren't accepting a mindset that came with not being That's able it. to walk, not being, it was the mindset that you weren't accepting, but you were accepting what was, what was happening yes. in your life. And, and trying to yeah. make the most of that. And, and so Darren, you, you spoke a little bit earlier about a miracle. You know, you say you're religious. Um, that's how yeah. you were brought up and you've been waiting for God, you know, for this miracle to happen. Have you, yeah. have you ever, and I'm sure you have, um, thought about you are the miracle. I mean, you I talk know, about so... your heart contracting and one millimeter. I mean, you are the miracle,
0: right? Well, that, yeah, that, that was always the first miracle to me, you know, um, That was a miracle that I'm alive, you know, and I think that's, that, that had to, you've, you've got to just sit back and think about it and think, well, well, that's a miracle on its own, you know. And, um, and to where I am today, uh, there have been so many blessings and miracles on the way that I just, uh, you know, I I feel really blessed. And, and although there's been really tough times and it's been a, a difficult journey. Um, the good and the blessings that have come from it have just been incredible, you know. So there've been miracles all the lo- all the way along the way, um, you know, as as it's gone on. So it's it's yeah. it's not been without, you yeah, know, that's for sure.
1: Talking about you know having a have a, having a beautiful supportive family before you were talking about. You also had a girlfriend in your life at the time. I think you'd only been together for what two years before this incident happened. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. Lauren. Yeah. um and then something like this happens and what does that do to your relationship
0: yeah so that's that's the tough one because immediately uh, you know I, I don't know what to expect and i don't know what to think and and in in many cases and, and a lot of people that i know have gone through similar things and are also in situation you know the, the partners have left and and understandably in some cases and um and, yeah, so that was a, a worry, you know, having, this having happened to me. I, I felt like I'd lost my identity in the first place because I wasn't a rugby player anymore and I I wasn't a kickboxer anymore. And so I'd really lost that. And, and what else would I lose, you know?
1: So maybe, Darren, we can just chat to Lauren because just from her perspective, and then we're going to come back to you. Um, Lauren, are you there? Hi, Nikki. Oh, welcome, Lauren. Thanks for joining us. And Thank again, thanks to you and Darren for, for sharing your story. So, I mean, let's go back before when you first met Darren. I mean, what, what made you fall in love with him?
2: Um, well, first of all, he's not that bad to look at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, um, that was obviously the first, um, thing that I noticed, but then getting to know Darren, he's such a, a wonderful, kind person. And, um, you know, we had a lot in common. We were, into fitness and being healthy. And yeah, we just, we clicked as a, as, as a couple. So yeah, I would say that that's what attracted to you. me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And why I fell in love with him.
1: So, so where does your mind go, Lauren, when you have such a traumatic event happening? Because I can only imagine in the beginning, you going into helping and sorting out, like you want to be there. It's probably instinctive. And, and what about, yeah, when you start to settle and realize this could be forever and you love this man and is this what you want? Let, let, let's hear it from your perspective.
2: Yeah, I think, like you said, in the beginning, um, I was just kind of like in autopilot um, mode. I don't really know where I, I drew – well, I do know where I drew the strings from, from my faith, but um, I kind of just I just went with it and I looked after him and I would go to rehab every day and uh, sit with him all day long. And then, um, you know, when we went back home, uh, I actually moved in with uh, his parents and him to help out. And then obviously things become real. And I just um, realized that this could be my life. But at no point did I actually feel like I wanted to leave. I knew that I loved Darren and I knew that he was the same person. Um, His disability didn't define him. so yeah, I just accepted it, and I think I also have a great support system. My parents were amazing; they they accepted the situation, they loved Darren, um, they never second guessed my decision to stay with him, and yeah, that helped a lot.
1: Mm, I'm sure it did, Lauren. You, you know, you say that he was still the same, Darren, but you, you talk, you know, when you met him, you, he was, as you say, this gorgeous, big, strong fit man and you were both into your fitness so certain dynamics had changed certain dynamics had changed i'm so interested to to find out from you with this process of being there with him how you navigated your relationship in a new way you know that with this the, the the same darren and and i'm going to ask him the same question so the same darren the same lauren but but very different.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was difficult because, like you said, he was a strong, strapping guy and, um, you know, he was never someone to, like, need help or, or, you know, physical help. And here, he, all of a sudden, I was a person that he had to lean on to drive him around and to look after him and to do things for him. And, and, um, so yeah, a lot had changed. Like his personality hadn't changed. And obviously he had his frustrations and that, but, but a lot did change. But I think the core thing for me was um, like my love for him and just the strength that I drew from God. And I just, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even know how I got through that time and how I, um, we shifted into that gear because it was difficult. Like when we went out, people would stare at us and it was all those things that we had to get used to that never mm-hmm. were there before. And It it was, it was trying times, but together I think we made such a great team and we were always there for each other. If if one of us were having a bad day, we had each other. Um, so yeah.
1: Did you feel like you had to hide your emotions from him? Did you feel like you had to be strong for him or were you, it sounds like to me that you were very open and you were uh, prepared to discuss all these uncomfortable things and feelings and issues.
2: Yeah, I think that's what made Work so well was that we both opened up to each other well especially I opened up to Darren a lot if I was feeling frustrated or or um you know uncomfortable or something I would tell him how I felt and then we would discuss it and that's why I say we make such a great team and I know Mm. he also confided in me more than he would confide in anybody else um especially if he was having a bad day or I know that he kept a lot in because he didn't want me to feel like um you know he was a burden or anything to me, and he didn't want to chase me away almost but um but, yeah, he did confide in me, and um, yeah, I think we just make a great team, and that's yeah, mhm. <laughs>
1: A beautiful, beautiful love, Lauren. Listen, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to ask Darren to come on again, if that's okay. Um, Darren, welcome back. I, I asked Thanks. Lauren, um, what it was like, you know, you were both the same people, but the circumstances had changed a lot. Um, and yeah. Lauren was just saying what a great team you made, that you communicated so well. Um, I know that in the beginning you, you know, you, you, you said to her, if, if you want to leave, leave, if you want to stay, or I'm, I'm not exactly sure what transpired. But at yeah. what point did you, did you look at her and go, you know what? This is it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to ask her to marry me. This is, this is how it's going to be.
0: Yeah. So that's, so that's a, that's, you know, going, going on and through the relationship, you know, I could see, I could see there were certain things that she wanted. Um, you know, from, from a relationship and, and didn't know and was unsure of, of when they would happen. Cause, you know, I had this thing of, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for things to get better before I get married. Cause I want to walk down the aisle, you know, yeah. I'm waiting for things to get better before I do these things. Cause I want it to be right, you know, and I think, um, something happened where I, I just got to the point where, you know, I had this realization where, you know, God's given you a second chance, um, at life and, you know, whether you be in the situation and live it to the full until whatever happens, happens, you know, until, until there's, there's, um, some kind of surgery or until there's a miracle or until whatever it is happens, you know, you need to live to the fullest. And I think I just thought, you know, I could see that she was, um, Certain things would, would make her quite emotional when people got married or engaged and things like that. And I think she was like, you know, we, we spoke about it once and, and where she got really emotional about what was going to happen, you know, when, when would that happen? Cause you know, how old do you have to be before you realize that it's time, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I think I just, it happened where I decided I was going to, I had a manual car at the time. So she used to drive me around. And so I just decided that i'm i'm gonna change my car i'm gonna i'm gonna sell that and go get an automatic that I can drive that i can convert it and drive um I went to a friend and I I, I I ordered a ring um and uh and the day that I got my car, i think a day later I drove her out to the bush and um and went and decided to ask her to marry me and i think you know, that was the, that was the change. It's just, it was, it was a step forward and saying, well, here we go. You know, we, we, we're going to take, we've, she's been there for, for this long. She's never left my side. She's given me everything. And, and now I need to, you know, it's not because I have to, but I need to start showing her that, you know, there's, there's a possibility at life, you know, and, and we, we need to go forward and, and carry on living. And I think that changed everything. When I made that decision at, it was a, it was the best decision ever because I was able to just live, you know, not that we didn't live before we did go out and all that stuff, but I was just able to just get, get, get things done and, and, and make things more, more, you know, make them more comfortable for us, you know, and, and, and being able to have the independence of driving myself around and, and all of that. It just, it changed everything. So, you know, after, after getting engaged, um, yeah, that was, a, it was like a real big step, you know, I think where she just, she also just realized, okay, well, at least, at least something's happening, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I love, I really, really love that you shared that, Darren, because it's exactly, you know, I start off and I said, we all have, we really all have challenges and They come in different shapes and sizes, and we just don't know why. And it really is what we do with these challenges. And and some of us with no challenges at all seem to be waiting. It's we're waiting for this life to appear. We're waiting for something to happen before we're happy or we're fulfilled or we're at peace or whatever it is. It's this waiting to this future that may never, ever arise. And so... You know, yours is the big story, but, but so many people listening now are also waiting. When this, yeah. when it, this happens or if this happens or when this happens, then I'm going to be yeah. okay. And I love yeah. how you described it because as you said, as soon as you made that decision, you were saying yes to life, to life now, you know, yeah. and I,
0: yeah. it's
1: very powerful.
0: Thanks. Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, it, you know, you live to the best of your ability in your situation, and, and then the other things will come. You know, that's that's what happened to us. You know, it was one by one. You know, it just it started coming that way. So, so if I had never done that, you know, I, I don't know where we would have ended up. So, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely I definitely did the right thing in just moving yeah. on. Yeah.
1: it was the decision it was the decision to live in the moment not going back to what was and who the who you were before and not waiting for as you say the miracle or the change but to grab life by the exactly. horns in that moment very powerful and i really hope that people listening really get that because that's huge it's huge we need to live now, you know, this moment. Yeah. And we really are having an extraordinary discussion with an extraordinary, um, two extraordinary people, um, because we've decided to look at overcoming challenges and adversity and what is that and what is required of us in order to do that. And I just want to add at this point that if you've had to switch off for a moment or you haven't been able to listen to the entire interview, probably from tomorrow, the podcast will be on the high end. M website. So just go to the FM website, you'll be able to hear the entire show as well as any other shows that you have missed in the past. Um, I have Darren Lauren Thomas um, on the show today. Um, Darren is um, sharing his story of how 13 years ago, a traumatic event happened in his life, a home invasion. He was shot, he was stabbed um, and paralyzed from the chest down. And... Um, As I said, Darren, you know, we're all learning and that's why we so appreciate you and Lauren very generously going back to a pretty traumatic time and sharing it with us. So I want to, I want to go back a little bit and just, uh, you, you, I asked you about where you got this mindset from and you said, you know, your family and it was always, you always, focus on what you could do as opposed to what you couldn't do. I want to look at your mindset. Um, You've already said you were waiting for a miracle, and that got you going, but I want to to go to those days when you felt hopeless. I want to go to those days when you... a sense of panic, a sense of anger, a sense of frustration, and what you did with that, how you got to this point, how you got through that hurdle.
0: Okay. So... Yeah. I mean, it was tough. The, the days in, in, you know, the the initial days where you kind of realize the things that you can't do and and realize the things that, you know, are the most challenging or the most difficult ones, because that's when, you know, all the kind of anger comes up and all the frustration comes up and you kind of just, you know, in the beginning, all I wanted was revenge. You know, I just wanted these guys to be caught and I wanted them to go through the same that I went through. But, um, it was something that I had to let go of quite soon because it would have driven me crazy and I, I wouldn't have gotten better, you know, in terms of, um, my mind, you know, it would have been something I focused on completely and I couldn't focus on that. So I, you know, going through the, the tough times, it was, it was amazing to have support and I had friends that would visit me every single day and, uh, you know, Lauren was there every day and my family was there and, You know, um, her family was just so supportive. I mean, they never asked any questions. They were just accepted, you know, accepting it. And I think, you know, obviously I I have to, I have to go when, you know, when, when rehab visiting hours were over at seven o'clock at night and you've done everything and it's silence and amidst the silence is cries of people and, you know, people in pain and things like that. It's a difficult place to be because much of it, it's a, being a place of healing, it's a place of a lot of pain and suffering. Mm. Uh, and I think um, there, I just I had to really just uh, I, I really focused on on, on listening to uh, you know I, I listened to a lot of um, uh, uh, preaching and that type of thing. You know, I listened to CDs and that. And I and I just I, I I spent a lot of time reading and reading the Bible and just trying to build my faith to to keep me going. And at the same time, also just you know using. You, you wanted
1: to build your faith.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so I would, I would, I would spend a lot of time reading and reading the Bible and just the, the nights with, that were quiet, you know, um, I yeah. would, that, I would do that a lot because otherwise it's, it's a lot of silence and, and nothing else happening. And at the same time, just also, I mean, having a positive mind and, and knowing that I always wanted to be better, you know, I would always think of what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I've got to be stronger tomorrow. I've got to do better tomorrow. And, and, and those things, you know, that, Although it wasn't like that all the time, that's kind of what got me through those those difficult times. There were times where I really went down into a dark place, um, you know, when i got home, uh, you know, and um, and that was that was the most difficult as well, you know. I, I think I, I'd gotten to a point where I'd um, I just thought I had enough, you know. I'd, I'd watched Lauren every day pick up my chair and put it in the boot, take it out, and looked like it was. You know, it looked like it was a mission. I, 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 I didn't want to ask people to do stuff for me anywhere. I, I was so independent, you know, having to ask mm. someone, please make me a cup of coffee. Please get, I, those are the things I did myself, you know. People think, oh, it must be great to have people just serve you. It, it was the last thing that I wanted, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I just got to a point where I kind of had enough and I, I thought that's, that's it, you know, it's time. It's going to be better off if, if, Better off for everyone. It's your, it's crazy how your mind plays tricks on you as well, you know. So I, I, I'm thinking instead of selfish, instead of I don't want to go through the pain and I don't want to go through the suffering, it's that. But also I don't want them, I don't want my parents, and I want Lauren. I don't want them to struggle anymore for me, you know. They'll be fine without me. That type of thing. It's a it's crazy thoughts, but that's that's where I was, you know. And um, and and I had to get out of that. And I think I just had that that the realization that came to me uh, one night. I just um. I was thinking all these things, and I just had this feeling, and I, it was wasn't wasn't a voice from anywhere, but it was a feeling inside, and it just said, "Look at the people that you have around you that love you. Look at the people who are there for you. Look at the people who are in support of you, and forget about you know these other things. and 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 You've got another chance, you know. Be there for them, and and you're alive. You've, you've mm-hmm. got you've got a life to live. You." You, you may have been dealt a difficult situation or, it, it you know, your circumstances may not be, you know, great, but you are alive and you, you can live and you can still love and be loved. And, and that, was, that was just a wake-up, you know.
1: Incredible, Darren. I mean, in taking us through that, I just t- take our audience through where you are now, you know, what you're doing, that – This video went viral of you doing these incredible. Just, just tell us who is who is Darren now.
0: I think nothing's changed in terms of being competitive. I'm my own own biggest competitor at the moment. Um, You know, I don't want to impress anybody. It's not. It's not something that I I do. I just want to do it myself. You know, I just want to prove to myself. I when somebody says or thinks I can't do something, it gives me more and more fuel to make it make them wrong and show them that I can um so I I just pretty much do anything that's that that's possible I obviously rely a lot on my strength um I I, you know I still train in the gym I, I I still do boxing I um I've just that the video that you're talking about I decided that I was I wanted to do a rope climb you know like the the guys do in crossfit you know they'll climb a rope they'll use their legs to help them get to the top. So I decided that I'm going to do it just with my upper body and I'm going to go up and down the rope. And that was without my wheelchair. So I just went, I managed to do it twice up and down. And then I decided, okay, well, my next goal would be strap the chair to me and go up. It's about 10 kilograms extra, but um, I've got to prove to myself that I can do it. And, you know, um, for many guys, it's easy, but there's some guys that I know that can't do a rope climb with nothing attached to them. So, you know, it makes me feel good because I, I, I've said it before, you know, I don't want to go, I want. I don't want to be the guy where people say, wow, you, you, you're doing really, something really cool for a guy in a wheelchair. You know, I just want to be the guy who's, they say, you're doing Gee. something really cool, you know, and that's <laughs> it. So, so yeah, I did that. I, it was a goal of mine. I wanted to get it. I wanted to, to climb the rope and right to the top with my chair strapped to me. And so I did it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's recently, was picked up and 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 the video went around and so, I think yeah it's a, it's a I think just for me it's just an achievement that I did you know I, I I don't think I don't think I'm I'm amazing by any chance I've got a lot of insecurities and and I and I I live with them every day but I just I really just want to try and 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 I often see from some of the posts that I put out that you know it's, I'm able to inspire somebody and if 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 one person can can get something out of what I've done and using my adversity and, and, and showing them that that through regardless of your circumstances and regardless of the cards that you've been dealt, you can still do things, you know, and if, if I can show one person that it's, it means a lot to me um just to be able to make a change you know and and just give someone hope
1: well i've got to tell you darren i think that you're incredible i'm so delighted that we were able to have you and lauren on the show as i said starting off people talking about challenges and adversity and yes i mean pulling up a rope and i, I want people to go and watch this video because it is unbelievable and um <laughs> Just what you can, as I said, challenges are there. It's what we do with these challenges. So thank you for inspiring us, um, because that is what you've done, um, and I for sharing to, with us and going there.
0: And I have to just mention something uh, along the way, and, and it's, it's one of the biggest miracles that happened is we had two kids, um, two, two little kids and, and they're six and eight years old now. So, so when when we had them, it you know it, it wasn't it wasn't a sure thing, um, and. Uh, and so it was a miracle on its own to have one, and then another. And um and you know, I, I every single day, I just I wake up in the morning and I have to look at them and say, you know, the days that I have when I think of giving up, I've got to get up and and I've got to get through that day for them because they can't see me giving up because they've got to learn. You know, that it doesn't matter what happens in life, you've got to keep going and you you can just you know never give up. So. Yeah, I had mate. to mention them because it's the, one of the biggest <laughs> miracles of my story. Um, they
1: are so, indeed. are yeah. oh, indeed, Darren. And thank you for that. And thank you to Lauren as well. And thank you for joining us. And take care, and all the best. Thank you. Thank you
0: so much. Thanks,
1: Nikki.